You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Alter Echo for this weekend of March 5th and 6th. You're hearing this as I come to you from my office on this Thursday afternoon so that you have a chance to even, uh, if you need to and want to, find a moment of worship or devotion as you listen to this, either for your weekend worship or for preparation for your weekend worship. So good to be with you. The days are getting longer and longer. Spring is in the air, and we are in a a powerfully good time right now, not just on the calendar, but in the life of the church as well. We just celebrated Ash Wednesday last night. Maybe observed is even a better word. There were an awful lot of people here in church. It was such a good crowd uh, who came with very earnest hearts. And I believe that the reset that we seek every year during Lent was uh, starting to uh, blossom last night. We're going to talk a little bit about that today as well. We are in chapter 27 of the Brian McLaren book, We Make the Road by Walking. It's called A New Identity, and and rightfully it, 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 it starts at the beginning of this season of Lent. And so here's what I'm going to tell you about this today. The reading assignment for chapter 27, the text and scripture assignment, is Matthew 5, 1 to 16, which are the very famous words of his Beatitudes on the Sermon on the Mount, in the Sermon on the Mount. And then he also includes uh, the salt and light um, images. You are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. I want you to read those, Matthew 5, 1 to 16, but I'm actually going to read the Beatitudes from Luke's version in Luke chapter 6, verses 20 through 36. It's the same number of verses. He adds some curses and woes rather than just blessings. And I want you to hear these today as we consider what these Beatitudes really are about for us. So here we are in Luke chapter 6, verses 20 through 36. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? 
For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Dear friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, this is a new time for us. We recognize Lent as a needed opportunity for a reset, a reset of our honesty, our ways of living, our priorities, and our hearts. It is also a reset of our commitment to you and a thanksgiving for the faith that you have given us as a gift. Help us through your Holy Spirit to come to you now in a new hope for a more right relationship with you with each other, and with the world you so love. Amen. All right, listen to this little story first today. A mom tucked her little boy into bed. She had just gotten down the stairs and sat on the couch with her hubby when she heard, Mom, (laughs) what? I'm thirsty. Can you bring me a glass of water? No, no. The mom said, you had your chance. Lights out now. I love you. Not five minutes went by when again she heard, Mom, what? I'm thirsty. Can I have a glass of water? I told you no, the mom said. If you ask again, I'll have to spank you. Silence. But after just a minute and a half, the voice came one more time. Mom! What? When you come to spank me, can you bring me a glass of water? (laughs) Oh, it has absolutely nothing to do with anything today. It's just a favorite, and I thought I'd share it with you. All right. A new identity. Dying to old things and rising anew to something different, more faithful. This is what Lent is for. So you just heard it. Blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for a right relationship with God, the merciful, the pure in heart, those persecuted because they are seeking a more right relationship with God, Blessed are the poor, Jesus said, the hungry, those who are hated. Do you believe this to be true? Are these the ones who are blessed? Do you think they feel blessed in any way? In your life, do you operate and think this way? Somehow being a blessing in any intentional way to these people? In your life, do you aspire to be any of those things Jesus says are blessed? Or do we live by a different creed, 
but we say we love the Beatitudes, these holy words of Jesus. How often have we heard these beloved words and said to ourselves, these are beautiful. They seem like our hope. But I don't want to make myself poor in spirit or meek or become a radical peacemaker just to feel blessed by Christ. (laughs) Well, what if I turn things around for us today instead? Both Matthew and Luke have Beatitudes. So I've combined a little of Luke's blessings that I just read a little bit ago into Matthew's, which I want you to read as well, Matthew 5, 1 to 16. Luke's Beatitudes included not just blesseds, but also some woe to you advice. Woe to you who are rich, for instance. Woe to you who are full. Sometimes this word from Jesus comes into a lot clearer focus when we when there are curses, woes involved also. If we're smart, who of us wants to risk being cursed? Even if we bring it on to ourselves, especially if God sees us willing to take this risk against what God has so plainly instructed us. I want to read this gospel to you today in another way. Listen carefully, and during it and at the end, see what your heart does. Really pay attention to this, okay? So, listen to this. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Cursed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is not yours. Cursed are you who are hungry now. You won't be filled. Cursed are you who weep now, for you will have a hard time laughing again. Cursed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rue that day and be afraid, for surely there is no reward in heaven for you. For truth-tellers always get burned and realize it's not worth it. But blessed are you who are rich, for God loves your ambition and correct goals. And blessed are you who are full now, for you are experiencing the good life for yourself. And blessed are you who are laughing now, You're lucky that you don't have to mourn and weep. And blessed are you when all speak well of you, for it's key to have people in the palm of your hands and to tell them what they want to hear. So I say to you that, listen, hate your enemies. Do not do good to those who hate you. Return a curse at those who curse you. Get revenge on those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, strike right back. And from anyone who takes away your coat, (laughs) theirs is fair game for you. To everyone who begs, ignore them completely. They've made their own bed. And if anyone takes away your goods, Find your weapon 
and go get them back. Do to others as they do to you, or better yet, before they do to you. Hmm. Now, how do you feel hearing that? It is absurd, isn't it? How often, though, is this the way the world works? And admittedly, the way our own identities are shaped with the opposite of the Beatitudes, as I just read them. Sometimes hearing the opposite of what Jesus says helps us to realize the world-changing, identity-transforming impact of living under the reign of God in God's kingdom. Doesn't it seem almost like an offense if we hear the real Beatitudes, like in the gospel just a few minutes ago, and then not make them integral to our identity and to how we live as people of faith? Look at the alternative. We, we just heard it. It's the same old baloney we hear on infomercials and in the prosperity gospel through Joel Osteen or TV preachers like him who constantly tell you to be the best you you can be and take care of yourself. But it's also the unrestrained disdain that many people seem to enjoy having for those who aren't at the top of the survival of the fittest pyramid in life. Sometimes we think the Beatitudes, while beautiful, don't hit home to us. We think they are too radical and they call us to an unrealistic, almost unbelievable way of life. We think, for instance, that it is very, very hard to be a peacemaker. And even in our society now, as polarized as it is, being a peacemaker carries with it mockery by others. But look at the alternative. Does Jesus want us to be violence makers? And why would I want to be poor in spirit, huh? The world rewards people who are entertainers or who have big personalities. But what if I told you that being poor in spirit means those who are emptied of their own self-centered spirits so they can be filled up instead with God's spirit? Get over yourself, in other words, so God's Spirit can fill you up and you can be a true gift of God's goodness to the world you are part of. You know what the Beatitudes are about? They are about the stewardship of our souls and lives. They are about how we steward, care about, are responsible with, and make use of our faith-blessed souls, our new identities, because we worship Jesus and we let him direct our lives in holy, life-transforming ways. When we hear about the people and the ways Jesus specially blesses life and us, when we open our faith to it and seek it, the radical nature of them is that they call us to be givers rather than takers. 
This alone should be transforming enough to us that a new, deeper identity takes over in us. This is who God blesses us to be and who Jesus wants us to desire to be. Givers, people of faith, have deeply grateful hearts for God being active in the neediest places in life and everyone in us, too. And people of faith, then, seek to be givers and blessings in those places also. And people of faith, people with the identity of serving Jesus and being blessed to do so, also pay attention to the cursed-are-you places, (laughs) because they know that those places are temptation places. Temptation to serve ourselves at the expense of others, and which turns us away from faith in God. As we close today, will you pray with me again? Lord Jesus, open and soften our hearts and our minds, especially now on this first Sunday in Lent this reset season so we can seek your identity as our own. Help us grow in every way into you who blesses us to humbly live in your holiness and in mercy and fairness for all people. Thank you for being our gracious, loving Lord. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button, and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.